0: This is Howard Kaplan, the author of the historical novels The Damascus Cover and The Syrian Sunset. And you're listening to me on the Follow Your Dream podcast with Robert Miller.
1: Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream And he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. I'm honored to have as my guest today the extraordinary, French-Lebanese actress Leticia Edo. Leticia is perhaps best known for her pivotal and heart-wrenching performance as an Arab doctor in Fauda, the acclaimed and hugely popular Israeli thriller series, which happens to be one of my all-time favorites. Leticia's most recent acclaimed performance has been in the Apple TV Plus series, Liaison, alongside Vincent Casella and Ava Green. In 2024, she will star again with Ava Green in 30 Angels, and she also expects to appear in Terrence Malick's The Way of the Wind, as well as the upcoming spy thriller Chief of Station with Aaron Eckert. She is one powerhouse actress. And as you know, I like to feature a song of mine in every episode underneath the introduction and at the end, and I always try to make that song relevant somehow to my guest. And in this instance, I have chosen the song Ma Petite Fleur, My Little Flower, from the album Spring Dance by my band Project Grand Slam. Why did I choose this? Well, Leticia is half French and was raised in France. And this is the only song that I ever gave a French title to. So I thought it just fit. And there it is. So, Leticia Ado, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's such a pleasure. All right, so in doing my homework on you, I came across something with respect to Fowder that I thought was just terrific, okay? And that is... If I understand correctly, even though you were playing an Arab character, you did not speak Arabic and you had to do all of your parts phonetically. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it is correct and it was important as well for me that she had another background like she she was half French, half Palestinian. And because I wanted her first to be closer to what I am, but also I wanted the character to be able to have let's say just to be able to step out of the conflict because she was a doctor and I wanted her to uh, be able to love you know both sides and to heal both sides but regarding the language yeah it was crazy because my mom didn't really well we didn't let my mom teach us Arabic when we were kids because it was complicated that uh, we were facing you know racism and small things but when we're kids everything you know gets bigger so we we asked her not to speak to us in arabic so we didn't learn and we, I, I was born and raised in france only so i, I speak french and uh, then i said no problem i i will be able to learn phonetically and i did and it's a lot of work but it's um it's a pleasure
1: as well you know as an audience you don't appreciate really all that underneath work that actors and actresses like yourself have to do. I mean, we see actors and actresses wearing costumes and sometimes adopting an accent, but you would never think that you'd have to learn the part phonetically. That's just remarkable.
0: Yeah. And it was a lot of lines. It was 12 episodes each season. Yeah, it was like weeks and weeks of work. but. You know, I did it in many languages, and it's um, each time I'm. I feel that I'm diving into a new, a new culture and a new. I'm I'm getting closer to the than the human beings of the country, and I you know I am. It's like I'm traveling all the time, in the world, or maybe I would say into the human soul, because when you know the language of you know of of, of some different human beings suddenly you feel closer to them i would i wouldn't say i know the language but i could connect with them in a different level on a different level
1: you had a character that had a certain perspective in the series there was a conflict not only between arab and israeli but there was another conflict in there with you and leor the star of the series why don't you talk about that for a moment
0: well the conflict we had uh, happens at the let's say the end. I mean, at the beginning, I we fall in love, which is <laughs> some kind of conflict as well—not <laughs> a nice conflict. But the fact that he's kind of betraying me because I don't know who he really is is the um, it's yeah, it's the subject of uh, of all the, the 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 I would say the, the you know powder. You know, we you know the meaning of the word. It means chaos, yes. which is also in Hebrew, balagan. And so we were saying that uh, all the balagan or all the fauda starts here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just curious. I've asked this question of other actors and actresses that have been in series. As you're in the middle of the series, do you know where the plot is going? Do they tell you or are you surprised just like the audience?
0: well you would be more than surprised by my answer to this question the thing is FAUDA was a very small budget and they didn't have any money to translate the episodes for me so actually they wanted at the beginning they wanted a, an actress from the country as they say it's a local hire and i was not so i had to you know go there by myself and say that okay i'm here <laughs> I can audition for that part but the problem is they said but we we're not able to translate the 12 episodes to you so we have to be on a confidence um on a trust level together and I asked them to tell me what was going to happen in the, in the show and I was not able to read anything because the the, um, the scripts were in Hebrew and Arabic only both, both languages but not English. So I only had my uh, lines translated. And I didn't even know that, you know, the next scene or the scene before the scene I was acting in, I had no idea what was happening. So, I mean, at one point I'm talking about, I'm I'm, not, I'm trying not to spoil, spoil anything if uh, someone wants to watch the series. But at one point I didn't know I was talking about someone very close to me that was dead. I didn't know, but I didn't know as an actress. And then I, I, so I played a scene and I talk about this person and blah, blah, blah. And like 15 minutes later, they're shooting another scene. And I I try to understand and I because they speak Hebrew mainly and sometimes English because I'm here. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, is he dead? And I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing because it it, it allows me to... uh, to be totally fresh and natural and and you know because i don't know so
1: would you have played the scene differently if you had known
0: well it's it's a danger it's a risk like i'm i'm trying not to because the way i act is i really try to be the purest uh channel and not to expect anything not to prepare. You know, to, not to anticipate things and to be receiving what the other actor is giving me. So I'm not supposed to be knowing things. But you know, when your brain heard that someone is dying, you know it. So I think it would be maybe slightly different, but not much. But still, it was fascinating to discover things after its shots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can imagine. All right, I got one more Fouda question, and that is. This became an international blockbuster. I mean, it may have been done on the cheap like you were saying, but it's become such a gigantic series. Did you ever think as you were doing it that it was going to break out like this?
0: No, because at the very beginning we've been told when we were auditioning that uh, you know it's gonna be a cable TV series it it can be a big one but still like a cable thing, not a main channel in Israel and of course. <laughs> We didn't expect Netflix to be number one in, uh, they said, 190 territories, which means like, you know, pretty much everywhere.
1: Pretty much everywhere is right.
0: Big surprise as well about Arab countries, because I didn't know if, you know, they would watch it, and they did. Uh, And I'm receiving messages from all over the world, and it's like, I mean... It's been like more than five years that I'm not in the series anymore. And I'm receiving messages every day. Wow. So it's crazy. I'm, re- I'm receiving messages from Brazil, Argentina, China, India. India, oh my God, it's such a big hit there. And it's That's the not- first ever country which was allowed to uh, make a remake of Foda. They shot a remake of Foda.
1: Really? With Indian yeah. characters, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, it- yeah. There
0: is a there is an Indian Shireen. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but they have different names, but and the, the actress reached out to me. She was really? she said, I'm so proud and so happy to be able to play your character. It's it's just crazy.
1: All right. I want to know one thing though. Do they do a whole Bollywood dance kind of thing at the end?
0: Of that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. But what I know is that I'm I'm um, a few steps away from acting in an Indian movie. Like I've been offered many parts and we said no until now because the projects were not, I don't know, matching our expectations, but there is one that I'm waiting for and it's, yeah. And also the director of the series, uh, Rotem Shamir uh, of season two and three and four, Um, he uh, directed a movie there recently.
1: Well, listen, there's a billion and a half people in that country. Crazy. So you got a gigantic audience. And, you know, as you were describing the way that Fouda spread around the world, I was just thinking a little bit about my experience with this podcast, because I wasn't expecting that this podcast would spread around the world as well. And I'm interested in the reaction that you got in the Arab countries, because for me, I've told this story before, but I'll mention it to you. The top four countries for this podcast, you would expect the top three, perhaps, which is the US, Canada, and Australia. But number four is Iran, of all places. Wow. And the Middle East is well represented, even though I don't know that they follow the music and the stars that I have on this show. But it just shows you how the world has become a smaller place and everything travels everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's surprising, but really amazing that you're number four in Iran. I love it.
1: I suspect it's because the Iranian people have always been an educated, cultured people, and they just can't get the kind of entertainment because of the political situation there. But it's no different in the rest of the Middle East. This podcast and things like Fauda and all the other movies and things that you're in, I'm sure that they travel around the world. Yeah, they do. All right, so tell us about Liaison. How was that?
0: (laughs) So um, it was very special for me because I can say it was the first time ever that I felt uh, legitimate on set, which I know can sound weird. But after FAUDA, I had a a huge success and uh, many doors opened up for me. And Liaison is one of them. Uh, Terence Malik is one of them, which is totally crazy and huge. But suddenly in Liaison, it was the first big project after Fauda. I mean a very big one. And suddenly I was feeling that okay, I I'm I'm allowed to be here, I'm allowed to have like a huge part, and to be playing with Evergreen, which is an amazing person and a friend now, and Vincent Cassel, which is who is a big star in France. And I was amongst them, and I was feeling all right. So it can seem, you know, a small thing, but for me, it was a big step to feel that I worked hard enough to be able now to just be here and enjoy and do my work.
1: So you became an overnight star as a result of (laughs) that, huh?
0: (laughs) Well, something happened. Clearly, it changed. I mean, it's like all my efforts for years and years, and it's been a long time, suddenly Where, you know, um, how do you say in English? Do you say they they pay off?
1: Yes, they pay off. Well, look, you deserved it. Your part was remarkable. You navigated the nuances of that part. And again, an audience doesn't appreciate as much how much work goes into being a creative person, an actress like yourself. I'm sure you spent years toiling, kind of roll to roll, and then you got your big break and you took advantage of it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a lot of um, courage to be uh, rejected um, let's say ninety nine <laughs> times on one hundred. and that, that's the that's the average. Their actors are are going to one hundred audition, and they have like one per year like two years ago i had i think i auditioned 55 times mm. <laughs> it's crazy and i and i fit the part three times or four times and I've, I've under four i think i've been offered three of them which is a lot now because suddenly when you got offered you know parts it's like whew, paradise and i was uh, accepted for maybe one or two so it's it's a it's a huge amount of work and uh, a lot of actors don't say it's because I don't know why, but I think it's important because nowadays a lot of young people want to, you know, they dream about fame and about um, being a singer, an actor, and they forget that it's 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 so much work. So you have to be passionate and to know why you want to do it.
1: Well, not only is it work, but like you just said, you have to be able to deal with rejection. Because there's always rejection along the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's part of the, um, well, it's part of life, I would say. Because it's sometimes, you know, when, when a door is closed, it's because another one is going to open up. And you have to stay, um, yeah, just open to the idea that it's fine and you are not, you know, rejected. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just a redirection. But sometimes it's uh, painful.
1: So at this point, do you have the ability to kind of choose your roles?
0: Uh, You mean now? Yes. Yes, and actually, uh, I would say that I always did, because for years I said no to things that I I was seeing my friends saying yes to things, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no. And I have to say, I mean, I was really (laughs) um, doing a lot of small jobs, you know, like crazy things just in order to 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 yeah just to live
1: just to keep working
0: yeah because i wanted to do quality things as an actress so i was able to to i worked on sets like on set design production uh assistant director like anything i could do to be able to say no to low quality projects i mean in my opinion it was not what i wanted to do And I said, I want lead parts that I'm passionate about and um, I'm gonna fight for them. So, because I was having a hard time to get them in France, in my own country, I just turned my head, you know, to the other countries around. So it was Spain, um, Algeria, Israel. Uh, What did I do? Crazy projects. But suddenly I had main, I mean, lead parts. So, from these ones, which were often in different languages so it was hard but it was it was really fascinating and suddenly it le- it led me to Fauda and then to everything I I did after that so I'm not regretting that I I was I was very uh, cautious and and maybe I took some risks to say no but I don't regret that
1: well it's all worked out for you so far and it should work out for you because you're a terrific actress Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller, your host. When I started the Follow Your Dream podcast two and a half years ago, we were in the throes of the pandemic. Everything was disrupted and the future was uncertain. Back then, I had only a goal for the podcast, to inspire people to follow their dream, just as I followed my musical dream. So I set forth on a new adventure. From that humble start, I'm pleased to say that the podcast has grown exponentially to the point where it now is ranked in the top 1% of all podcasts, has won awards, and has listeners in 200 countries. Imagine that. Each episode takes me and my guest on a world tour to thousands of listeners on every continent and my guests are spectacular. I've had so many famous and accomplished musicians, actors, directors, photographers, and other creatives, people who followed their dream to success. The podcast is proof of my motto. You're never too old, and it's never too late to follow your dream. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you get each episode when it airs. And sign up for our weekly emails, which preview our episodes and much more. The links are all in the show notes. As always, I want to thank you for listening, and keep on rocking. Tell me about... Chief of Station with Aaron Eckert. This is another spy thriller. Do you feel like you got at all, you know, settled into that kind of genre because of Fauda, or was that just something that came along?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, the spy thriller is just, it's the first one I do after Fauda. It's, it's this one, Chief of Station. But um, I'm trying also to say no to things when I feel that I'm going to be. You know, like put in a box like for instance because I was a doctor in Fawira suddenly everybody was wanting me to play a doctor and I was like oh I'm going to say no to that but it was hard it's always hard to say no to work but uh, for this one Chief of Station it was with Aaron Eckhart who was just a phenomenal actor and I was so honoured to play with him I was playing his wife uh, his young wife because he was like you will see the movie but um, he's very intense. I mean, you've seen him in Aaron Brokovich in his young years and in um, Batman. I don't, how do you call him in English? Double face? Double. <laughs> I Did forgot his name.
1: You know, like sure. he's like totally
0: destroyed on one side. And well, anyway, well, Aaron Eckert, you know him. So it was for me very exciting suddenly to go to this level of, you know, acting and yeah, he's he's a star. So I was happy.
1: And the good news is you didn't have to act phonetically, I assume. No,
0: <laughs> no this one was in English. It was fine. I just had to work a bit on my accent to Like I, I always improve my English accent when it comes to really playing, uh, you know, a part. I work with a dialogue coach. Uh-huh. To really, you know, make my accent more I don't know, better.
1: Are you more comfortable though if you are playing something in French?
0: So, funnily enough, no. It's harder in French.
1: Interesting. Why?
0: Yeah, because it's like in Fauda with uh, Lior, has playing Doron. He's not able to speak Arabic fluently and I'm not. So when you focus on the lines so much that you don't want to make any mistake and you want to be very precise and suddenly everything that is usually trying to, how do you say, parasite, like to, um, okay, you know the little voice in your head? Yes. That is saying like, you're not good enough. or the camera is here and um you know Uh everything goes away because you only have to focus on the lines so this is what happens when you play in different language because you're you have to be very focused but in french i'm like okay so i know the lines it's easy and oh this one is looking at me weirdly and oh uh, maybe i'm not no i don't know my makeup so there is room for other thoughts whereas when you speak in a different language than your mother tongue you have No room for anything else. And Doron and Shirin were connected by a very strong energy, also because we were focusing on the others' lines very much, to be sure we understand each other. So it was a challenge.
1: (laughs) Well, again, it's a wonderful series, and your role in that is just spectacular. You really kind of bridge the gap, if you will, between the Arabs and the Israelis in that, and it's all about conflict what is next for you what do you want to do after the things that are on your plate now where do you want to go with your career
0: so nothing else comes to my mind than what i'm going to say i wanted to you know try to find some roles but the things i'm obsessed with right now is to become the artist i've always been so i'm writing and i'm doing a lot of things uh since i'm a kid and i put everything aside. And it was really painful for so many years uh, in order to put all my energy in one thing and to be an actress and to build a career. But um, something inside of me is really suffering because it's not enough. And I want to sing. I want to write. I want to direct. And I always wanted that. So I even before the acting school, I went to a film school to direct. And then they said, but... You're 19, and you're, you know, you, you should just live and and be an actress, and then when you had, you know, when you will have had experience life, sorry for the past tense, when you know life, come back and direct. So I I listened to the advice, and now it's time. It's really time. I I need. So I'm writing scripts. I have almost one album ready, like songs. The only thing is I'm not um I'm not working alone at all uh, in music because I need uh to be surrounded by musicians and you know people who I trust. So I I found them, but I'm still uh working on on the album. And about the movies, it's uh in progress as well, but same thing. I'm I'm step by step, I'm you know, between each movie I'm acting in, I'm like I'm go, I'm going back. Uh, to my creations it's really yeah I need that
1: well I referred to you earlier as a powerhouse actress and it looks like you're a powerhouse director and musician and singer and everything else remarkable we have been speaking here with Leticia Ado, a wonderful actress one of the stars of Fauda one of the great series Leticia I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast
0: Thank you, and thank you to Howard Kaplan to put us in touch. It was a great pleasure, really.
1: We're going to listen now to that song that began the episode. It's my song called Ma Petite Fleur. I want to thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at PGSstore.com.